Welcome back to another week of Cosmic Chicks. Cosmic Couch. Mm-hmm. Happy to have you with us again on the couch. Yeah, it's good to be back. We've had a little couple of weeks off, but we're back and bigger than ever. Yeah, we really just had to get through the last few weeks of the 75 Hard Challenge. I know, I'm so glad it's over. Me too, I feel... <laughs> A weight has been lifted. I know that sounds bad. Yeah. We really enjoyed everything. We learned from it. And we'll get into that a little bit later. But it does feel good to be done. I know. I'm grateful it's over. But also grateful to have done it. Me too. Hashtag grateful. (laughs) What are we starting kicking off this week with? Well, one of our followers asked us a question the other day. How we actually met. So we thought that that would be a fun little story. Why are you sniggering? (laughs) Because I just remember the first time I met you, I was fucking petrified. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, that was a good question, how we actually met. So how long has it been now? Like, how long do you think we've actually been friends? We met about... Seven years ago. First year of college. Mm. So for those that don't know us, we both went to women's college, um, which is on campus at Sydney Uni. Mm Mm-hmm. And we met within the first week, I think, of being We met there. within the first hour. Yeah. I'm quite... Because I was... Na- so we both lived um, on campus, but we're on separate building Wings, blocks. Yeah. So we, if it wasn't for the fact that I was next door to, like, your best friend from school, mm. I don't think we would have ever met. No. And I just remember... We would have met, but, yeah. like, not for a while. <laughs> well, I remember Zara and I had already connected. So Zara... So, sorry, guys. Zara is Ella's friend from school, I moved into women's. Zara was my neighbor. So you obviously, the first time you're at college, you stick with your neighbor because you don't know anyone else. But it actually was a coincidence because Zara and I had actually already met before college because our boyfriends knew each other. Oh, So because we both dated older guys, or I did, and they were already at college. They knew each other from college. So we kind of, I think we were introduced before we even met. And then it was just a coincidence that we ended up being like room buddies. Mm. Anyway, that was irrelevant <laughs> tangent. But I remember Zara being like, oh, you got to meet my friend. She's really cool. <laughs> so I'm sitting in Zara's room and you just came steaming in. Like, I will never forget my first impression of you. I was like, so scared. Why were you scared? You were just like such a big personality in a good way. In a good way. You were just like, oh yeah, like here I am. I was a little bit rogue and full of life. We'll call it spirited. I always got that in my report card. Oh, I got, I got gregarious. Gregarious. And my mom used to think, oh, well, you know, is it because her last name's Greg? (laughs) (laughs) That does, yeah, that Um, does make sense. So anyway, we ended up that weekend going out together and seeing Charmy at the Ivy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think that really cemented the friendship is that we had a really fun night out. And there's no no better no better way to bond with a couple of 18-year-olds and a couple of cruisers at the bloody Ivy in no the city. stronger. <laughs> but it wasn't until later on when this is a weird story as well. Later on, I had a family friend from London coming to visit us. So I was like, hey, Keg, do you want to come out and have drinks with my family friend from London? And Keg, uh, sure enough, wanted to have drinks. Okay, I'm sorry. If someone says, do you want to go out for drinks with a young British boy, you're going to say yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, she said yes, all right. <laughs> and so we end up going for these drinks, and somehow it comes out in chat that his name was Gregoire, by the way. Gregoire. <laughs> that he has a golf course in Ireland. And... Ella was like, yeah, my dad's been there. He's played. And I was like, oh, that's really strange. Like I'm going 
on a Europe trip this year. And one of my stops is um, a golf trip in Ireland. Like, what would be the chances that this is the same golf course? Like, you know, there's a lot of golf courses in Ireland, so probably pretty <laughs> slim. Anyway, five, like after chatting about it, we find out it's the exact same golf course and that our dads were really good friends. We had no idea, had been on a golf trip multiple times, but even had photos together on the golf trip where Sally, Ella's mom, was pregnant with Ella. So we essentially met like 25 years before we yeah, even knew each other. We were way, way back. And yeah, and I guess from then on, we started having family lunches together. And, and our dads were so cute together. They're also like best friends. Yeah, so it was it was a funny story because we lived on different sides of Sydney. So we never actually overlapped. Like Ella was in the north, I was in the east. So it wasn't until college brought us together. And here we are now. Wow, we're unstoppable. Look at us go. I, it was so funny because, like, within six months, we were literally best friends. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. that kind of brings us to where, I mean, we've told it countless times how we ended up starting Cosmetics, but we really just had a really strong bond over the last, you know, seven years. Seven years now. God, we're getting old. I know. I know. Well, we won't look old, but, <laughs> <laughs> but we, yeah, then always just kind of wanted to start something and Cosmetics and here we are now in literally our dream apartment living together and having the best time ever. Yeah, living the dream, baby. Mm, so great question. It's nice to actually reflect sometimes yeah. on where we came from. Because gosh, friendship. it might surprise you guys, but we were pretty reckless. You know, <laughs> when we were like 18 and 19. Ooh, yeah, we've seen some things. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think we best park that there. Yeah, before it gets a bit outrageous. Stories for another time. Well, I think the biggest topic that we are talking about today is that we've finished the 75 hard. Uh, Let's cheers to that. Cheers. Yeah. Wait. Should be real cocktails. Yeah, I know. We should have done that. Yeah. It would have been fun. We've got Optima cocktails, non-alcoholic, but now we can actually officially drink cocktails. We should have put a nip in it next time. (laughs) So how do you feel after 75 days? I feel, I feel on a high because I'm so proud of what we achieved, Mm. but I also feel exhausted. Yeah. The last two weeks of the challenge were really hard, Mm. I thought, and just, I, where, in the beginning I got into really good habits and was ticking off my reading and water drinking and exercises in the morning. Towards the end, I really found myself falling out of routine and reading every night at 11 p.m. and finding it a real slog. It almost got to the point where I wasn't taking in the reading just because yeah. it was so late at night. It was almost becoming something you had to do. Yeah. And that's the only thing that I probably found, like, not a con, but of the challenge. But it did start to feel like 75 days is long and you're, you're tired. Mm. And you don't create good habits when you have negative connotations to them. Yeah. Like, it almost put me off reading that now I avoid it. Yeah. But... It's definitely just, I think we just need a little bit of time off before yeah. we get back into it. And your body's tired after doing 75 My days. My body is knackered. Yeah. Dude. Like I'm. Absolutely knackered. Me too. It's, yeah. But so we've both finished now and I know that I, so this is Caitlin talking, that I had failed, what was it, a couple of weeks ago and started again. And really I should be on about day 30 at the moment. But 
realistically, I've just reflected on the last 75 days. And if I'm going to be honest, like I've pretty much done the 75 hard challenge. It's not, I didn't break, break it because I went out and drunk or partied or cheat mealed or didn't do something multiple times. Like Mm. one time I just didn't read and reflecting now, I, 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 personally can't keep putting myself through this like I am exhausted yeah and I've also like recently started a new job which is really exciting that I'm working with the skin bar now which is a whole different tangent in itself but working and going from being home all the time and in lockdown to now jumping back into full-time work and basically being on from seven o'clock in the morning till seven o'clock at night it's really, really hard to then as well commit to all the tasks to complete each day. And put pressure on yourself and feel guilty if you're not like, if you don't want to do it or you're forcing yourself to do it. Mm. So it becomes a bit of a mental burden if you're not in the right place. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's something that's really important to talk about is you actually have, do have to be mentally prepared for it mm. because it can, like, I know I caught myself, like, just constantly, all this negative self-talk, like, you're not doing this right, you're failing, you're doing this wrong. And it was just getting to the point where it's not worth it anymore. Yeah. Like, uh, it's just, I'm really, really grateful for this challenge and everything it has taught me and the fact that we've been able to get in shape and commit to ourselves this whole lockdown. Yeah. But I think that it does get to a point where you have to listen to yourself, your body, your mind, and just say that's it i'm i'm happy and i'm at peace with that the only reason we did this challenge was for ourselves yeah so when it gets to the point where you know you're kind of pushing it too far i think it's actually really empowering to step back yeah and say okay i'm gonna put it on hold and i'm just gonna look after myself yeah i was proud of you you normally don't you normally are so headstrong that you actually push yourself through stuff even if you're even if you're tired or struggling Mm. so it's good i'm proud of you yeah but i'm really like i know that all kind of kind of sounded negative (laughs) but i think that challenge was incredible like it's completely changed my perspective on life yeah absolutely let's talk about some of the stuff that we've learned yeah along the way so for me Number one, particularly being someone that drinks a lot, drinks casually a couple glasses a night, and you sort of start to normalize that feeling of the next morning being a little bit groggy, a little bit sluggish, perhaps just tired all the time. And for me, I really realized that it is possible to feel good all the time if you, one, aren't drinking all the time even one or two glasses it disrupts your sleep it keeps you in a light sleep as Mm -hmm. we learned about in one of our lives Mm -hmm. and then you wake up and you don't feel rested so even if it's just two glasses it is it is impacting how you live your life and how you feel and how much energy you have so that was a massive realization for me yeah i think like we were chatting about this off air uh, I've always wanted to say that you know, when you listen to like something, you're take like, this offline. Yeah, let's just talk this about this off air. <laughs> uh, but when we were talking about it earlier uh, yesterday, the fact that we've just kind of like normalized this idea of con- like having this flat energy mm. and you know, it's not until you step back and you remove these bad habits, like drinking for the sake of drinking or, you know, not doing things to fuel your mind and your body. You realize that we actually are equipped with all the tools that we need to live a fulfilled, a happy lifestyle, it's actually just about making these healthy habits 
a lifestyle and showing up for yourself every day. Yeah. Like we don't need to be living. We can, we have everything we need accessible to us to be constantly like full of energy and happy Well, not constantly, but you know, a majority of the time. And also I feel like you just in a social situation feel pressured to drink because everyone else is drinking. But I've been to a few picnics now and you don't need it. Like I felt really happy just sipping on water and connecting with everyone Mm. in a sober level. And then going home and having a hectic night's sleep and a good week. (laughs) So like, yeah, you just really don't need to drink to have fun, which is, you know, something that I learned. So how often do you think you're going to drink per week? That's a good question. I really Just a bit of context. You used to drink nearly every night. Yeah. Not a lot. Like just a glass of wine. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to fall back into the habit of casual drinking. So I think I'm going to pick and choose my battles and for special occasions and stuff, I'll send it or whatever else. Send (laughs) it. Like your birthday. Uh, Yeah. Like my birthday, your birthday. (laughs) But, um, I think other than that, I, I, I like to think that I'm going to pick and choose my battles. more. Mm -hmm. It's not going to be every weekend. Mm. How about you? I wasn't a big drinker yeah. and like, you know, but the thing is when I drink, I would drink. So <laughs> I would make up for all the months and months of drinking in one night. So for me, I just feel like this whole challenge has kind of put me also in the headspace of, I don't want to go out and have a night where the next day I don't feel great because I've had like the time of my life with you at home. Like I can hardly blame you, babe. <laughs> <laughs> but I've had such a good time. Like I haven't felt like, my life has sucked because I haven't been drinking. Like I haven't missed it. So why would I want to go and get back into something when I'm like feeling just as good without it? That's the other thing I'm anxious about is feeling hungover. I hate the feeling of being hungover. I hate Mm. wasting a day. I hate spending time in bed. Wait, we have, you know, we haven't had a hung day in this apartment. (laughs) We should do that. Never, never get hungover. Yeah. (laughs) So my takeaway about takeaway (laughs) has been you can actually have such a good healthy meal at home that tastes better than takeout like the amount of meals that we have cooked together that have just been so rewarding and so filled with nutrients like I'm not I haven't missed having going and getting burgers or pizzas. Like Yeah, when you set yourself the challenge of not having takeaway, you find creative ways to make healthy, like food, recreate food that's healthy and super tasty and easy. Like Mm. I personally was someone that would always get takeaway Mm -hmm. or just didn't, I ate a lot of junk food or I used to eat a lot of junk food. And now I've really found like healthy supplements for or substitutes for all of the things that I generally used to binge on yeah no I just didn't realize that food could just be so delicious Mm. and then you don't get that huge energy energy crash that once again we normalize and I I also didn't think I realized how much I actually get takeaway because Mm. by putting the rule or the task of not having any takeaway even just being out of the shops like usually I would like around you know lunch every second day you'd be like oh just get a little sausage roll oh just get this oh I'll just get that And it starts to add up and add up and add up. And your body gets accustomed to all this really like fast food. And then you don't realize that not only is that like kind of putting you out of shape, but it makes it a lot harder for you to get back into shape. And it impacts your energy and your clarity of thought. Mm. So along with 
you know, not drinking, actually fueling your body with good nutritious food and fueling it properly means that you're not having those like groggy. I don't know if you guys feel this, but if I have a sandwich for lunch, I get like a massive slump after. Yeah. And I think that's because it pushes your blood sugars up. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a live we're going to need yeah, to get sounds into. Sounds like we need to get an expert in. So another thing that we also chatted about that we have learned was the fact of ticking off your tasks first thing in the morning. Now, I'm sure anyone who followed our journey countlessly saw the late night reading sessions, late, late night, night Actually, talking about this is kind of making me already miss it. Yeah, I'm going like, to miss the late night walks. I know. I'm like, I'm like sitting here going, that was actually like the funnest time ever. Yeah, we did have fun. Um, dancing but- down Oxford Street, dancing. <laughs> But definitely whenever we accomplished those tasks in the morning, not only did you feel like it was creating momentum to set you up for the day, but it was just such a relief to know, oh, I don't have to read tonight. Or, yeah. oh, I've already done my four liters by 5 p.m. Yeah, we used to flex on each other and be like, oh, guess what? I've done my reading already, sucker. <laughs> I think it just shows like even a metaphor for life though. Start, start small, start early and create momentum. Yeah. Because as you start to tick things off, you then, you get this great buzz from it and you want to keep that feeling going. So you just keep Keep the energy high and keep ticking it off. Uh, I think, yeah, that's just definitely been something that I've taken away. For sure. All right. So we also got some questions from everybody and I'm going to get into them now. Thank you for everyone who sent them in. Um, We're going to run through each of them. We've covered a few already. What things are you going to keep doing from the 75 hard? That's a good question. We've been chatting about this a bit and this is a contentious point. I think a lot of people are like, you are crazy, but I'm going to come out and say it. I think exercising twice a day. I don't know if I'll keep 45 minutes, Mm -hmm. but like it just makes you feel so good after a long day of work, particularly if you've had a shitty day and you do a little well, it was 45 minutes, but I think I'll probably move to 20 minutes. Just a little 20-minute Pilates session just to get your endorphins back up and running. You actually have a second wind and you can continue. And what we work on Cosmetrics at night. So it kind of helps me get through that and also mark the end of my work day for my actual job. Mm. No, I like that. I'm, I'm going to say that I'll try that in lockdown. Mm. Realistically, when we go back to work, I don't know if it's going to be so easy to maintain Mm. just because you know by the time you get home from work sometimes it's eight o'clock and it's just like the last thing you want to do is then exercise but I want to set the intention to try and do that because I totally agree it was like something to look forward to at the end of the day and kind of split the day up as well yeah but I definitely want to keep the reading up because it was just nice to keep that like learning as you were going yeah. and the water. I 100%, maybe not four liters, but I will do the two liters of water because I'm not going to lie. I didn't drink enough water yesterday and I had a migraine this morning on my walk. Mm. And I like, I, the only thing that makes sense is that I will haven't drunk enough water. So I've literally sculled four waters or four liters already today. Oh. Mm. <laughs> Uh, healthy eating definitely will keep that up. You had takeout last night. I did. And it was so underwhelming. I had a little Hawaiian pizza, what I've been looking forward to for so long. And I kid you not, I opened the box so excited and there were like three chunks of pineapple on it. And I was outraged. And then 
I was at a I was out at a picnic with friends and someone nipped a piece of pineapple off the pizza. And I was like, "No, what? Are you serious?" So it's basically a ham and cheese pizza, oh, and I was very just underwhelming. Yeah, maybe maybe takeaways overrated. Maybe mm. that's the takeaway from this. I haven't. I'm not craving sugar either. Like the I think because we got into the health lab protein balls that feels like a treat yeah so i haven't been like i want a chocolate bar or like i want an ice cream no like i'd probably have them oh god yeah (laughs) but that reminds me we still need to get grilled oh okay that is our craving a burger and some chippies we haven't had chippies in three months should we go for lunch today yeah we should let's go like after After this this. podcast yeah 100 all right guys we're gonna grilled after this (laughs) (laughs) i'm serious yeah i'm like full dead serious okay Uh, okay so other questions is there anything else that you're going to keep from the challenge i i basically just think what we summarized was we're gonna pretty much keep everything from the challenge so biggest takeaway from that is we are getting grilled in about 20 minutes Mm -hmm. watch this space we should almost just order on delivery now (laughs) now we'll go get it we'll go get it should we go in our pajamas absolutely (laughs) so would you do it again that's a good question i'm actually gonna say yes well i kind of want to live like I kind of want to make these changes to my life in general I don't know if I need another challenge but hey if I fell really out of shape and out of practice again sure I'd do it again for sure but that being said I think there's a lot more to be said for doing the challenge not in lockdown times I think it could be really tough Mm. in normal times yeah I'm I'm in two minds about that because, yeah, I do agree it would be tough keeping up with all the tasks. Like, from my experience of, like, semi not being out of lockdown but going to, like, a pretty high-intense job at the moment, Mm. I feel like it would be hard with the pressure. But at the same time, it's easier for someone like me for the food side of things because being at home was difficult for me. What about eating out, though? Yeah, yeah, that would be be hard. hard. That would be hard. Dinners and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. It would be... I, I almost feel like I would do it again out of lockdown to see what it's like. Mm. But I'm going to let myself settle into my job There's first. also a phase one, and which adds that extra That adds tasks. meditation, visualization. And cold showers every morning. We, we did quite a few cold showers. I did a cold shower every day and I still do. I pick and choose. I feel like... Okay, so this is actually my hack at the moment when I wake up kind of feeling a little bit random. So I wake up. I will meditate for 10 minutes, just a guided meditation on YouTube. If anyone's listening and is interested, just type in like 10 minute guided meditation. Yeah. YouTube's got some ripper ones. Mm -hmm. And then I will do a, and then I have my little um, incense in my room and I put a orange awaken. So it pumps my room full of orange to get the vibes going. (laughs) And then I will have a five minute cold shower. And I kid you not, I bounce back. I'm like, I'm, I'm back. I'm here. I'm here. It's like a hack. It's like I'm hacking so the system. So now I know when you're fossicking away in your bedroom at 5 a.m. what you're up to. <laughs> and I do try and exercise too, yeah. I'll, but then I, I, ex- I actually exercise at the moment after the cold shower. Hmm. Anyway, cold showers are incredible. Um, I don't know the specific science behind it, but I know that it's really great for one your nervous system, like awakening. Your um, immunity. Yeah. your immunity. Yeah. So. All right. Other questions we got was, is there a 75 hard app? Well, there sure is. But yeah. I'll tell you what, I was very unimpressed in the end with the app. I got to day 75, ticked off all of my tasks. And I 
innately was expecting this big congratulations or I don't know, maybe some words of encouragement or I don't know what I was expecting, but nothing. I ticked off 75 days of 10 tasks a day and the app didn't even say thank you. Or <laughs> I was very unimpressed. Yeah. And yeah, it, was a bit, it was a bit glitchy, to be honest. Yeah, the, yeah, the app did quit a lot. It kind of deleted some of your photos, didn't it? Yeah. Oh, Devo. Yeah. Um, so it was $7 outright. I don't know. Uh, I liked ticking things off, mm-hmm. but I don't know if I'd get it mm. again. <laughs> Anyway, to wrap up the whole challenge, I think just want to say thank you to everyone who's been on the journey with us. Like it was so fun to see how motivated everyone was to join in and give it a go and support us and be on the WhatsApp group. Like I think that was the best part of the challenge was just to see the support that we got. For sure. And to see people jumping in and and having a go as well for them to experience I guess some of the changes and stuff that we were also going through mm. was fun. So we're still going to be completely kind of on the challenge track in terms of, we're going to be doing a lot of the lifestyle habits. We're going to be posting in the support group. So it's, yeah, if you have any questions, like please don't ever feel like you can't reach out to us because this is something that really did transform our lives, like our business, like everything. And we hope that everyone can experience that too. Yeah. So reach out if you have any more questions or if you need some support or, <laughs> or if Caitlin, yeah, Caitlin to walk with you, I'm sure she'd be up. There. I love a 9 p.m. late night walk for no reason. <laughs> All right. So we might, yeah, start to move on. Mm-hmm. So this week's lives, we had a couple of good ones. Um, if everyone knows, we have got our skin from within segment where we talk to people from different spaces and categories about how you can heal your skin from within um for example hormones stress gut health i feel like i've said this so many times it's a script (laughs) (laughs) but this week we spoke with dr halliday bell and also latoya from washington yeah is that our first international live i think yeah, it was. I think it was. And we did it at 8 o'clock in the morning. We did it at 8 a.m. after a good night of beauty sleep. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, what what did you kind of think of the live? I got so much out of the sleep live with Dr. Angela. So she's a clinical sleep specialist and a, a pediatrician, a, cl- a board-certified pediatrician. Mm-hmm. And she won... I felt really validated when she said (laughs) some people just need more sleep than others because you're someone that doesn't need as much sleep. And I found like myself trying to keep up and, you know, go to bed late and wake up early, but I wasn't coping during the day. And Mm -hmm. I was finding myself distract, like distracting and distracting myself and procrastinating all day when I was tired and having this really, like foggy and Mm. and also needing to nap Mm -hmm. so I think for me I feel validated and I feel like I understand that my body needs at least seven to eight hours per day and that I will now start to prioritize that so she really said that people need to prioritize their sleep and say like this is the time I'm going to bed every night and this is the time I'm going to wake up and you just need to shuffle everything else around that so that's something I've been trying to implement this week 10 p.m. bedtime, 6 a.m. wake up time it gives me perfect eight hours, and I'm really making an effort to prioritize it. And yeah, so far it's been really good. I've felt rested and energized throughout the day, so I think that's really made a big change for me. Yeah, I was 
Shocked as well when she said that, like, even if on the weekends you don't stick to that sleep schedule, that you almost put yourself into, like, a sleep jet lag. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because your body, it needs the routine where you go to bed at the same time. Like, if we think about whenever we've gone overseas and you rock your body clock because you're not sleeping to that schedule, it kind of makes sense that if you go out on, say, a Saturday night and all of a sudden you're in bed by midnight and not by 9 p.m., that it actually is going to push you out of whack yeah she that said next week she said it's like changing time zones for a night which i thought was quite a good analogy yeah yeah which because completely makes, makes sense like think about how bad you feel when you're yeah jet-lagged. and she said you don't even have to it doesn't even have to be alcohol this is purely from changing your sleep pattern mm. night to night that makes you feel not as good the next day that was the other thing about the alcohol um uh. i always thought yeah you have a better sleep when you drink too much alcohol but when you drink a little bit of alcohol it definitely whacks your sleep out because for me if i ever have like one glass of red wine obviously not in the last few months but if i have i will always wake up at 3 a.m with that sugar sugar hit or yeah i she did use a scientific term. You guys will have to tune in back to the live to get further details. But basically it helps you get to sleep because it's a depressant and then you sort of spike again in the early hours in the morning and that's why you find you often wake up. Mm. So yeah. yeah, it was we got a lot out of that live. And the other thing that we really learned was that lack of sleep can cause a spike in your cortisol hormones, mm-hmm. which increases stress. And also produces more of the enzyme that makes you hungry. Oh. So if you don't sleep enough, then you find yourself getting more hungry throughout the day. That probably makes sense why I snack all day. Yeah. <laughs> you always, you say that as well when you get tired. Yeah, you, you get snacky. You have well, a it's just like you're snack. trying to fuel yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So it all makes sense, to be honest. Like, and it ties in. And then, of course, linking it back to the skin... If we have increased cortisol in our bodies, we're going to start increasing more so- uh, um, increasing sebum. more sebum. That's the way I was. I just did a mix of um, sebum and oil, and I tried to say soil. <laughs> um, but you end up having yeah an increased amount of sebum, so then you break out. Mm. So that's the direct link to the skin, and then also if you don't get enough sleep, like you're not gonna you you lose more collagen. And then you age faster. Well, yeah, your body, it gives itself time to repair and rejuvenate overnight, which is specifically important to the skin. That's why they call it beauty sleep. Yeah, the regeneration process. (laughs) Yeah, so anyway, it was a fascinating interview. And I'm so grateful that she came on. So She's beautiful mm, as well. So head to Cosmogix. All of these lives that we talk about are always on our page. Um, it's a great piece of content to go back there. We make them beauty bites, interesting, engaging, but you can always DM us if you have further questions. Yeah, for sure. So the other live that we only did about two hours ago, and I'm still buzzing from, buzzing. was our coffee with Cosmo Chicks with Latoya. And oh. she is so beautiful. I know. We're very lucky to meet all these beautiful people. Mm. So today's, she, we also spoke, spoke about cortisol uh, in this live. So Recurring theme. What we basically, we pitched to you guys to see what your experience with coffee what was your like coffee habits are and yeah. i was like not shocked actually but over 90 percent of our followers drink coffee before 10 a.m mm. now today's episode was all about why you shouldn't drink coffee before 10 a.m so this i think this one's going to be a bit of a shock to everyone um but what latoya was really saying was that 
when we wake up the first thing in the morning, we should really be easing our body into its cortisol. So like into the, like the stress hormone should be released in a slow pace kind of throughout the morning. Yeah. So it's meant to gradually rise and it peaks at about midday. Mm -hmm. However, if you have a coffee before 8am, you're causing it to (laughs) peak really early on and then crash. So then you get to the stage where it hits 3pm and you're desperate for another coffee. Mm Mm-hmm. So she just spoke about how you should wait until 10 a.m. and let your cortisol levels naturally rise um, and because they, it's what keeps you alert and increases your awareness. So, yeah, that was super interesting. And she also mentioned that we shouldn't have it on an empty stomach, mm-hmm. which I don't, know, like, I don't know about you, but I always have my coffee first. A lot of people have coffee for breakfast. Mm, yeah, I sometimes substitute my breakfast with just a large almond latte. Yeah. That's the last time I'll be doing that. Yeah. But I, I think what I've learned from the challenge as well as celery juice is a really good way to put off the desire for coffee in the morning, like mm. the craving. Because celery juice, I don't know what it is, but it, it really fulfills that craving. Yeah. And it just puts your mind at bay. It makes you, yeah, not crave it. Like yeah. you said, fulfill the craving. <laughs> yeah, literally. So, yeah, that was an interesting part of the live. Um, also, we should only be having, what, like two coffees a day? Yeah. I mean, she said person dependent. A lot of people can't even handle two per day. I have like four or five. And she said, so often you can sort of understand your cortisol levels and your hormone levels and your response to coffee mm-hmm. through looking out for a few key factors. The first was being tired and wired. So if you get into bed at 10 p.m. and you're super tired but also really wired and can't sleep, then this is a symptom of coffee not behaving sort of with your body correctly, whether you're taking it too late or you're having too many. Mm. Um, That was one of the symptoms. The other is if you wake up in the morning and you are exhausted and the first thing you go for is coffee because you think you need it to wake up. Mm. So that's another symptom that your hormones and your body aren't coping with the caffeine well. Mm. So these are times when you should sort of either go to a nutritionist and sort of work out what's best for you. Um, I would try a few different habits. So try having your coffee later in the day. Try having less coffee. Try having breakfast before. Breakfast before, yeah. But if you are a coffee drinker, just go and watch the live. It was only about 20 minutes. It was awesome. So many aha moments and yeah. key takeaways. Yeah. And what we're going to do is we're going to track our experience with coffee and report back over the next couple of weeks. Yeah, so we'll let you guys know. And now we are on to the power Product of the week. Ah, I get it. Oh, you get it. You get it. Week. Not prisoner of war. Pow, 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 pow. pow. <laughs> uh, let's finish on a high and talk about our products Product of, the week. of the week. I'm so excited. So, full disclosure, we got sent some products from. Uh, Trini London. Hashtag sponsored. Not sponsored. Oh, hashtag not sponsored. No, no, no. Hashtag not sponsored. Sorry, guys. Hashtag not sponsored. We we got sent some products, but we only post about it if we like it. Anyway, so I've been getting into the BFF Tinted Serum, and I am super impressed. You haven't tried it yet. 
Mm-mm. You need to try it. It's skin. I'll it's a it hybrid too. product, oh. skincare and makeup in one. So what it does is actually make you dewy and sort of hydrated whilst also giving you tinted coverage. And you can actually build the coverage to give you a really nice full coverage. But what I love about it is I put my skincare on first and then I put on this serum and I get such a beautiful dewy base and you can also make it really light. And they have this patented NP Triox technology. So it boosts the skin's antioxidant balance, neutralizes cortisol and stimulates collagen to protect the skin from daily stresses. So very relevant today in considering how much we've talked about cortisol and it really focuses to sort of de-stress the skin. But yeah, I think I just love it because it's a hybrid. So mm. skincare and makeup in one. Cool. Although you do need to put SPF on because it doesn't have SPF in it. So put your SPF on first and then finish with the Trini London BFF tint. You cool. guys might regret it. I'm going to try it too. Yeah, you need to. I've been telling you. Okay, so my product of the week is a bit random, but one of my friends sent me an Udi. Have you heard about it? Well, you know. Yeah, you have now. Yeah, but- they're, they're everywhere. Yeah, and it's amazing. It's like sitting in a cloud. It is really cute. It's, I tell you have you else, tried my Udi yet? I haven't tried it yeah, yet, but don't. I'll tell you who really likes it. <laughs> Madam Buns. Yeah, she's been sitting on my Udi and she's got a stinky little paws on it. <laughs> I love the Udi. I don't want to be one of those people that buy into marketing schemes and ads. I know they're everywhere. <laughs> but honestly, this is the comfiest thing. I've been reading in it. I watched that movie in it. Thank you, Sophia in Sydney for sending it to me. <laughs> So I don't have too much to say on it, but it's a great purchase. Love it. Yeah. Well, we might work towards wrapping up then. Yeah, let's do it. And um, if anyone, yeah, has any questions, join our Facebook group, follow us on Instagram, listen to our podcast, and we'll see you next week on Cosmetics.